0: Welcome to another edition of the Chris Yeh Podcast. This morning, I am going to be talking to you about an important topic, which is sleep. I recently had a chance to meet Arianna Huffington for the first time, and obviously you know her best probably for the Huffington Post, but I would argue some of the most important work that she is going to do in her life is probably what she's working on right now in helping to make sure that people understand the importance of sleep and taking care of yourself. Ariana has a book out called Thrive, which is all about this, as well as an organization called Thrive Global, that helps people do this in their own companies and in their own lives. So let me talk to you about my own sleep story. So I am someone who has always typically been an early riser, even when I was in school often get up at 6 a.m. to practice my violin, a fact which must have been painful for my family. And I've always tended to go to bed relatively early and wake up pretty early in the morning and, and wake up without a problem. I've not been a snooze bar person ever in my life. I've always gotten up as soon as I, my alarm goes off. But what really threw my sleep for a loop, and what for the first time made it difficult for me to, to figure out how to actually get enough sleep, was when I became a parent. And anybody out there who has become a parent understands that the first couple of years of your child's life are just incredibly difficult. And if you have more than one child, it becomes even more difficult. I remember when Jason and Marisa were young and waking up in the middle of the night that I would just literally dream not literally, but figuratively, dream about being able to sleep eight hours straight. I would think to myself, my God, it must be amazing to sleep eight hours straight. But what most people do when they go through the sleep deprivation of being a parent is they just try to tough it out. And they're just basically sleep deprived for a couple of years. I took a slightly different approach. And my approach was to focus on naps. Now the first element of napping was just when the child goes down, we go to sleep as well. So even though when you have a child, it's very tempting to say, oh my God, the child is asleep. This is the perfect time to clean or this is the perfect time to do something else. I would tell my wife, listen, he's fallen asleep or she's fallen asleep or they're both asleep. Let's get into bed and take a nap right now. And those naps were really a huge part of how I managed to keep going. Because I have a very busy schedule, there's a lot of things going on in my life, and I just don't like operating at less than full efficiency. It really pains me to sort of slog through the day feeling tired and unable to perform at my best. And what I found was that those naps were incredibly restorative. Now. This gateway napping, which came about because of my kids, again, these gateway naps were typically dictated by how long the kids would stay asleep, so maybe an hour, an hour and a half at times on weekends, led me to wonder, how could I nap during the weekday? Like most people, uh, I work for a living, and I don't have the luxury of taking an hour, an hour and a half in the middle of the day to go to sleep. For that matter, I don't have a place to do it. And so I began thinking to myself, you know what, I really wish that I could nap. And I would do things like write, well, if I were a billionaire, how would my life be different? Well, I would buy a house here in Silicon Valley, which kind of does require being a billionaire, it seems. And I would take more naps. And what I ended up saying is, you know what, why do I have to be a billionaire to take more naps? And so I began researching napping and things like polyphasic sleep. And I came across the information that would really change my life, which was that the ideal length of a nap is under 20 minutes. In other words, if you can get to sleep and you sleep for less than 20 minutes, you're going to be refreshed and not groggy. And the calculus is essentially that each 20-minute nap can essentially replace an hour's worth of sleep at night. This is the Leonardo da Vinci catnap approach. Now, Leonardo, like in most things, took it very far and he would do nothing but catnaps, something which I have actually tried, and I'll, I'll detail my experiences with that a little bit more later on. But I thought to myself, you know what? All I need to be able to do is to figure out how to take these naps. And if I'm able to do that, I can trade an hour of sleep at night, which I might not be able to get otherwise, for 20 minutes during the day. And I'm coming out 40 minutes ahead. And more importantly, I am refreshing myself during the day so that I can do my best work. And so I decided, you know what? You can always take naps as long as you're willing for people to think you're eccentric. And people already think I'm eccentric, so I might as well go whole hog. So at the time, I was working for PB Works, which is one of the startups I helped fund way back in 2006. And I discovered that we had a cot in our storage room, and I brought that cot over to my office. Uh, I had actually been forced to take a, a private office because I was told I was too loud. And so I put this cot in the corner of my private office and I would start taking naps at work. And I would set a timer for 20 minutes and I would lie down and I would try to take a nap. Now at first, this was difficult. Most of us are not good at taking naps. We're out of practice. We haven't done it since we were kids. And I didn't necessarily do a particularly great job of it. And so I realized I had to do a couple of things. The first is I had to let go the notion that I needed to fall asleep. Nothing is worth worse for an insomniac than feeling like they have to go to sleep. So I would tell myself, you know what? I'm going to set this timer for 20 minutes. And if I just spend that 20 minutes quietly meditating, I'm still getting incredible benefits that are more than worth those 20 minutes. And so I took the pressure off myself to fall asleep. The second is I adopted a ritual for falling asleep. And for this, I basically turn to classic Zen meditation, a very simplified version of Zazen meditation that I practice, where I think of two different mantras. One word for when I'm breathing in, and one word for when I'm breathing out. And for me, those two words are love and happiness. What could be more restful? And as I would breathe in, I would think love, and I would often picture my dog, my beloved Kobe, Passed away a number of years ago, but uh, still remember her very fondly. And when I would breathe out, I would picture the laughing face of my daughter Marisa, who at the time was very young. Now she's a teenager, a bit more sullen, but you know, still see her happy with her other teenage friends. But I would ha- I would sit, I would lie down, and I would breathe in, I would breathe out, I would think love, I would think happiness, I'd picture my dog, I'd picture my daughter, and very quickly I discovered that I was able to fall asleep. Now, part of this was also uh, putting a shade across my eyes. Some people use those eye shades, those those uh, those things that you wear on the airplane. I don't like that. I find that it presses up against my eyes. And so I actually just use an old sock, an old black sock. works perfectly well, and it doesn't press on my eyes in the same way. But it allows me to have the darkness I need to fall asleep even in an office during the middle. And what I found as I began training myself to sleep is I would get better and better at it. And I would get to the point where I could lie down, I could set my timer, I could lie down, I could fall asleep and I could wake up again in say eight minutes or 10 minutes and feel refreshed. And so the policy I adopted for sleep was very simple. When I was tired, provided there was space in my schedule I would take a nap. And you know what? There almost always is space in your schedule. People out there, professionals, think, oh, I couldn't take the time to to take a nap. Well all of you take time to take a coffee break. Maybe, Maybe you even go out to a Starbucks to get your favorite coffee. That I guarantee you takes longer than a 20 minute nap would and doesn't restore you nearly as much. When you take a coffee break instead of taking a nap, you are actually harming your productivity on a relative basis. It may actually still be better to take a coffee break than to just tough it out and keep working when your brain is already tired, but even better to take that nap. And what I would find is I would sleep uh, either one time a day or two times a day, if necessary three times a day, and this napping was like a superpower because it allowed me to continue working at a great pace with my full capabilities for an entire day, as opposed to dragging and and, and just basically trying to make my way and survive to the end of the day while gradually losing productivity. Now, the beauty of this, once you've established your ability to nap, you can improve that ability, you become a super napper. So when I began with napping, the way I would nap is I would have my cot in my office or my bed at home, and I would lie down, I would sleep, and I would take my nap. But as I got better and better at napping, I was able to start adding more places to nap. So for example, when I would take my son to his music lessons, which took place in a building with a a large uh, floor area with some mats, while he was getting his lesson, I would take a nap right there in the middle of the building. Fortunately, it was Saturday and no one else was around. There were some workmen working outside. They could look inside and see me lying there. Maybe they thought it was weird. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Once you agree that you're eccentric, you can do anything. So I would take naps during my son's music lessons. When I drove my car somewhere, let's say I drove to the gym and I was feeling a little sleepy before my workout, I'd just sleep in my car. I'd take a 10 minute nap in my car, move my seat back, fold my arms and legs up so that they fit, take a 10 minute nap in my car. I'd take a 10 minute nap on a mus- at a museum. i have taken a 10 minute nap just about anywhere as long as I felt tired and, of course, I felt confident that no one was going to actually rob me or something. Of course, please do use your best judgment. And so today I'm able to take a nap almost every day. I'm fortunate as an author uh, to have a lot of flexibility in my schedule. But there are days when I'm at a conference or traveling that I don't get to take a nap. Although if I'm traveling, I always nap on the airplane as well. My secret is to fall asleep when we're taxiing for takeoff. I will sometimes sleep through the takeoff, if you can believe that, because there's nothing useful you can do during that time. Uh, It's rattling around and shaking. It's very difficult to actually read or type or do anything like that. So I just sleep. Sleeping is always productive. I've also been able to use this napping superpower for certain other things. So, for example, there were various times when I was writing uh, my parts of the Alliance when there were deadlines that I needed to meet. In order to meet those deadlines, I needed to write a lot of words. There have been days when I've written as many as seven or eight thousand words in a single day. Uh, I'm exceptionally fast at writing. And there were one or two times when I did in fact stay up all night, but instead of staying up all night the old fashioned way that I did when I was in college, which is to drink a lot of Mountain Dew and slap myself from time to time, what I did instead is I would write until I felt tired. And I would lie down on the couch in my living room and sleep for 20 minutes. I'd set the alarm. I would sleep for 20 minutes. Then I'd get up and I'd start working again. And when I felt tired again, I'd sleep and I'd work again. And I might work through the night. I might take six 20-minute naps during the night. It's two hours of sleep. But I would be able to work through that entire night and be able to work that next day. And that next day, whenever I felt tired, I would just go to sleep as well. So now I consider napping one of my superpowers, and I think that it has helped me be as successful as I am. As my co-author and friend Reed Hoffman likes to say, I have five day jobs. He has five day jobs. I probably only have three or four, but I have so many things to do that I need to be as productive as I can. And I find that the best way to be productive, the best way to ensure that I'm performing at my top, is to make sure that I take naps.